Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking NWA, Saturday night on TBS from February the 6th, 1988, and today it is a huge milestone for us. This is our four-year anniversary episode, that's right, for four straight years. We have been at this, and there has been at least one episode per week. Most weeks there have been two. And most weeks there have even been more if you count the Patreon episodes. But anyway, I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Harper, and we're ready to roll. Doc, I'll throw it to you first, man. We just cut a nice little pre-show, but uh, what's up, man? Um, four years, man. Four years strong. Happy birthday oh, don't, 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 to don't, don't. me and Harper. Happy, yeah. Happy birthday to me and Harper. Yeah. Happy birthday to the talent and the army and fuck Mike. Happy birthday to me and Harper. Yeah. Bitches. Four years. Well, Harper really can't claim this because he wasn't here for the first bit. So maybe I should take that back. We'll grandfather him in from day one. Oh, my yeah. dog was on episode one. Really? It was. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Barking in the background. <laughs> um, <laughs> dog, I don't even remember if you yelled at him. Hershey, shut up. <laughs> They're wonder dog. Four, four years is a long time to do anything, man. Tell me about it. What I mean, it's have? like a fifth. Of, it's about a fifth as, as long as it took you to uh, finish college. Wow. That's nice. Damn, that's fucked that's, up. That's so dirty. Harper, how you doing tonight? I'm doing you, great, dog. It's your, it's our anniversary month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do this shit again next week. Four years. Fuck. You'd think that we'd be further along in life after four years of doing this bullshit. Yeah, I know. Right, right, Michael. Uh, I guess. Well, don't yeah. write me. Hmm. Uh, I ain't got nothing yeah. to do with that. All right. Yeah. Hopper, how you doing though? I'm doing great, dog. All right. Any movies on tonight? Any movies or? Yeah, I'm watching Purple Rain. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. You can. That shit was fun. Apollonia. Yeah, dude. I fucked the piss out of her. Okay. Harper, did you watch Double or Nothing last weekend? Uh, No. 
Yeah. Did you? <laughs> no, I can't say that I did. No, we just did a patron episode on it a minute ago, though. Yeah, a friend of mine's like, hey, uh, you can use my password to go on Bleacher Report. I'm like, yeah, I'll get right on it. Harvest <laughs> <laughs> the most disinterested wrestling fan yeah, ever. Yeah, I just, I mean, I saw a gay. <laughs> he fucking broke the fucking throne. And, yeah, there's. Mike, the, Mike actually ejaculated when that happened. Yeah. Yeah. You want to hear my actual thoughts and not this the lies that Doc is propagating right here. You can become a patron at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Uh, we, we we did about thirty minutes on on it all with Doc asking well, questions about it. So here's the thing, guys. I don't want to bring down the mood on our birthday show. Thank but you. I have some but I have some sad news. This is really sad for the show. I'm not even I'm not even lying here. Harper? What? T-Rex got a new job. Fuck. He's 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 leaving the company? Yeah. No, that's he's not he no no. Well, hey, hey. Cafe brother. He got promoted is what oh. so he's leaving where Doc is. Oh, so you can't uh, monitor his actions anymore. The the conven- continuing adventures of the T-Rex is going to be a fuck. S- Segment Hold that on. we have to lay. Hold on. The best part about this, the best part, <laughs> and I got to be careful what I say here. Yeah, you watch really do need to watch your. You need to watch your, your hennied up mouth here, pal. So I was talking to T Rex's uh, Booker man, uh-huh. and T Rex's Booker man told me, you know, with the T Rex. Moving on, Doc. Doc's not gonna have anybody to come up here and wild <laughs> up. <laughs> I shit you not, and I have never talked to this Booker man about the T Rex and Doc's conversations. I'm That's just trying bad. to do field reporting for the show. <laughs> All right, so yes, the T Rex is moving on. Are we going to have a new T-Rex? That remains to be seen. Fuck, you know what I think of when I hear him? I saw someone posted some shit on Facebook. Remember that that fucking TV show Dinosaurs in like the mid-90s? Yes. That's who I picture. The fucking dad? dad. Yeah. Well, uh... Eh, close, but there's no replicating the the swinging of those little skinny little arms slogging across <laughs> that on. parking lot. Come on, <laughs> all right. So <laughs> you're a okay. dirty bastard. Okay, let me do something, and then we'll see if you got some shout out. So I want to give a special shout out to the largest patron contributors we have monthly. Disrespectfully, classy Marky Blassy. Kyle Riley and Mike Childry. Thank you for your patronage, your generous patronage, and Got a bunch of people either moved over from Patreon or from Podbean or bumped up their tier to get the, you know, Crockett pay-per-views along with Doc and I did a Continental show this week and we did an AWA show a couple weeks ago and Lance and I did an ECW show. So all of that is all up at the $5 tier now. But anyway, we've got, and Doc, I want to hear your thoughts on that Continental show in a second, but we got um, new patron Brandon Vargas, Pat Cusick. Uh, Brian Slater, he jumped over from, or he bumped up to the $5 tier. We got someone named Matt. 
Jason Clements, Marvin Jackson, all new patrons, Chris Cepeda, who's been listening since day one, bumped up his tier, uh, Fran Connor moved over from Podbean to Patreon, Big Tank bumped up his tier, J.R. Randall bumped up his tier, uh, Chris moved over uh, to Patreon from Podbean, I believe, and Joe Moon bumped up to the $5 tier, so there you go, bunch of bump ups, bunch of people moving, making it happen, shaking and moving, but uh, that's good. Yeah, it's great. Doc, you got any shout outs? I thought I'd take it a different direction tonight and just say okay. on the occasion of our birthday, uh, I think we should just shout out everybody tonight. Oh, we got a lot of listeners out there, thousands, if you will. What the and fuck? What? <laughs> so now BTT is doing participation trophies. Yeah. Well, tonight's a special occasion. Okay. And I just, we have a lot of people that have listened a lot over the years, and we help them through their times, and they help you through your worthless little life, Mike. And uh, we just say thank you to all the listeners out there for being a part of the Army. Thank you. Oh, What a class act. What a class act. And with well, that I, said. I got allegiance to the Army, pal. All right. With Steven Jaworski comes first. Yeah, That's man. right. Hey, man, Baker Mayfield to OBJ3 or Junior or whatever he is. I don't know. Steve, Steven Javorski gets more shout-outs on this show than anyone. He It's it's actually been quite a few weeks. So, Steven, we thank now, you. Now, fuck him. Where's, where's Phil support. Allen at, man? Phil Allen's still that, out there. What's the kid that wears the fucking press hat? What's his name? What are you talking about? Jesus Christ, what are you talking about? You know, who... who the kid that wears the fucking uh, are you talking about the school, kid? Are you uh, talking about the kid at Smoky Mountain that the cameraman got stuck on? That's fucked up, man. <laughs> no, but I posted that on the YouTube channel. Did you see it? Yeah, I posted. Yes, I posted. <laughs> Bro, that that was so dirty. <laughs> no matter how many times, let me tell you what's bad about that. And and people will call me a mark for ourselves or whatever here. But every time I play that, I can't hold it in, man. Yeah. I'm just laughing. Because <laughs> that it's cameraman is dirty. It's dirty. Okay, It so, is dirty. So, you you said a minute ago you wanted to ask about the Continental Show. Harper, uh, we covered a, a request for a patron. We did a Continental 86 show. Man, it was a hot hour of wrestling. Hot 49 minutes. Really good. Like, Mike and I both gave it not north of a nine five and a nine eight. Well, that's good. Yeah, it was fun. But then when we rated it, he uh, got all hot because he thought I was getting political on my rating scale. And then he didn't talk political. to me. And then he didn't talk to me. He's like, "Man, why do you have to get political?" And then he didn't talk to me for like a day and a half at work. Oh, he's because he was all shit. mad. He said, "Now I'm gonna so, go edit that out, man." Or would you call him okay. a bunch of rednecks or something? No, he said something stupid. He's, I wasn't even that mad. I mean, I posted the show the time that oh, okay. day. I, he's so stupid. He's, he's just, that's him making shit up as usual. So but I anyway. got, I got, I got one more question before we get into the show. How remarkable is it for a podcast to put out four straight years without any sort of like? Because like this week, Bischoff had the best of because he had a birthday. Oh, Pritchard had the roast because they he can't find the time to do the show anymore. 
or even corny man he'll miss a show because he gets tuckered out from traveling i mean we won't even need to talk about stone cold <laughs> he's on vacation for something <laughs> over in the corner passed out from all those steve weisers <laughs> <laughs> i mean jericho's pretty consistent i mean you gotta hand it to that guy he'll put out a podcast on you yeah he's Jericho's i'm just saying consistent. You got. I mean, we'll pack our lunch pail and we'll get in there with you. I, I gotta think don't. that. I gotta think the people appreciate that, don't you? I think they do, and and I normally wouldn't say this because I'm just. I don't think. Uh, hey, man, it's time to toot toot. It's our birthday. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Four years. For most of those years, at this point, it's been at least two episodes a week, plus all the Patreon content that we post, plus those bonus shows. I mean, we've done like six or seven of those now. So in the words of Arn Anderson, and I'm sure Doc and Harper can relate, toot, toot. There we go. Are we ready to get into Saturday night? Let's, Let's do roll. it, pal. That looks about so, like what I bench. So we are talking Saturday night, NWA, on TBS, February 6, 1988. And, yeah, we're rolling along. The show starts with Animal on the Bench Press, and it's it's from the Greensboro Coliseum where they had the bench press competition between the Road Warriors and um, Powers of Pain. Well, things get sideways during the competition, and we don't see it at this very beginning, but we do know that it happens because we see it later in the show. They then cut to the studio where Shivani and Crockett are there along with JR, and they welcome us in. Shivani tells us there was a serious injury, but we will see more later. So I like the fact for me, that they let off the show with the bench press because it's very much a tease to what's going to come later in the show. Harper, do you have anything else from that opening? No. All right. Doc, you? They actually made the bench press thing seem interesting, which I was not interested in up until tonight. I agree. And the way they let off was fine. And every time I see JR... As we're watching on this Patreon video. He's like, I'm going to stab both you motherfuckers in the back and take over this whole shit. This, this is... <laughs> Doc, because you said that a couple weeks ago, I cannot watch him and not hear that. Because he's sitting there with that grin like, I'm all fucking buried. Well, he's already people. operating off the knowledge that he swindled Jim Crockett into buying UWF. Now he's empowered. He thinks he can do anything. Come on, bro. That's nice. <laughs> You're an asshole. But okay. Allegis these motherfuckers Abisco. will buy anything. They bought UWF. I can I, I can get rid of these two assholes. <laughs> the amount of money that he sold that bill of goods. And and he kept himself a job. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, but anyway. So they're talking and they go to, they then throw us eventually to the first match. It's Larry Zabisco who defeats Larry Stevens, which is followed then by a promo with Larry Zabisco and Baby Doll. I thought it was solid meat and potatoes. I don't have anything else from it, Doc. Did you? <clears throat> What's the chances of two guys named Larry wrestling in 2019? <laughs> uh, Larry. Larry. When was the last time that you fucking came across someone named Larry? You know, Larry from work. <laughs> or, you know, Larry from the bar down the street. I don't know, Harper. You go to a lot more bars than Doc and I because you're single. I mean, do you run across any right. Larry's? Fuck no. <laughs> okay, you you got to get all hot about it and swole up in the chest. Damn. 
That's you nice. You see how aggressive he sounded, Doc? Fuck no. Somebody from Larry probably touched him down at the Catholic Church when he was a kid. Wow. wow. Come on, bro. Do Larry the diocese. Okay, here we go. We're getting religious. Anyway, come on, man. Uh, but like I said, Zabisco wins with relative ease. Um, nothing much there. Uh, we then go to Sting and David Isley, and Sting uh, defeats Ugh. David Isley with the uh, Scorpion Deathlock. Uh, Doc, uh, that... any thoughts? Well, Harper, go ahead, you. Worst Scorpion Deathlock ever. Watch how he really? does it. It's like he's that drunk bad? or something, and his splash looks like shit. Wow. Sounds like Harper's down on Sting, too. Bro, look, he, he drops the, the, the fucking knee down first, so it's not flat. See? I, I saw it, yes. Come on, Sting. You're <laughs> never going anywhere. Uh, so and your paint job looks like shit, too. It's just one color. It's like, all right, I'm going to put black on. That's it. Stop How's being that? monochromatic. <laughs> Hold How's on. my fucking rat tail? It looks good. <laughs> oh, uh, here thanks. he goes. Uh, Hopper, just so you know, when he first Nothing comes wrong with the UW- splash. When he first comes into UWF, he had the he had the one color face paint. So that's it because she is Jesus what the fuck? Christ, that's <laughs> terrible. But do you want to explain like, why it's shitty? Uh, well, I the legs need to actually cross. Right? It looks like two Not kids on a, on a trampoline, and they're like, "Ah, oh, it's going to be in death lock. <laughs> Bro, that's pretty sloppy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, he didn't cross him. Well, so Hopper, I mean, we know Doc and is Sting. Now that that front rose into shit here, but let's don't gloss over this. Why are you down on Sting, Harper? I don't know. Yeah. I just saw the fucking splash look like shit, and 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 that Deathlock was fucking poo. <laughs> Overall, though, did you like Sting back then? Oh yeah, back then, yeah. Okay, see, what Doc you- never liked him. Yeah, when he wore that that like fucking jacket, and it was like a fucking general. I don't know. He was like an officer in fucking Ming's fucking army on Flash Gordon, fucking looking thing. <laughs> the, the, I that, that. that like had fucking tassels hanging off of it. Yeah, Jeez. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. Well, let's really piss Doc off because Sting is about to cut a promo, and I gotta play it because it's very short. And I know Doc's going to hate it, and that's why I'm playing it. Here it is. All right, that is the question. What is going to happen when you get hold of Ric Flair? Well, let's not talk about that right now. Let's talk about what you can call me. You can call me Sting. You can call me Stinger. You can call me the guy from Every Man's Nightmare. But biggest of all, you can call me the party crasher. You know what I mean, nature boy? I guess I kind of embarrass you by showing up unexpected, but you see, you don't do that kind of garbage when I'm in the ring trying to do my business. So nature boy, the beastie boy is going to continue crashing parties or whatever I got to crash to get to you, so beware, bud. All right, ladies and gentlemen, The Rock. Doc, your thoughts? Was that the best promo that we've heard Sting cut so far on here? No. No. <laughs> License to <laughs> ill, dog. <laughs> I thought you were going to comment on him when he said he was doing, doing his 
<laughs> doing his business in the ring. <laughs> Harper, well, you know when you said License to Ill, I thought to myself that movie License to Drive. Come on. Oh, God. Remember That's that you know, Fritz, Fritz wanted to know, Fritz Mulkey wanted to know what you thought about the fact that he thinks that the best rappers of all time are white. Of all time? Yeah. I don't I mean, uh, the, the Beastie Boys are the best. No, he's just trying. He's just trying to work me into a lather. That's not true. The Beastie it's Boys just that... are not the best. Who's better than them? Eminem was pretty damn good. He's white too. I'm talking about from your side of the the tracks. I yeah. I'm not I'm not. See, that's that just depends on who you talk to. It, it, Fritz von Malky. Come on, bro. I mean, let's be real. The Beastie Boys, the best fucking rappers ever. Listen to that. <laughs> Are they even top five, Doc? I'm mm. not a rap connoisseur. Hopper. No. You grew up you grew up on the opposite side of the 17th Street Canal. You ain't far from where rap music was king in New Orleans. Dude, uh, the Beastie nah. Boys anywhere near top five. I mean, and they're in their time, yeah, but not no. like like in general. Fuck no. Right. Hold on, Lafonda, come here. Oh Jesus are Christ! The, are the Beastie Boys a top five rap act of all time? She says See? probably not. There we go. Probably there's not. there's there's your mud show run in at the night. <laughs> and she's a honky's honky at that. So there you go. Um. Which Doc's a honky's honky too, if that's something. But anyway. I would think I would think that. Wait, hear from you. <laughs> See that? That's why you can't da, ask da, them nothing. Because they. Cause da, they... Da, 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 da. Go ahead. She doesn't think it holds up. I'd say Public Enemy has something to say about all this. I gotta look at it and lay it out. But no, no. what about KR? What about BDP? Eric B and Rakim. Man, there's so. That's such a hard top five to do. It what really about CB40? Hell no. <laughs> what? Hell no. Uh, let's get the show back on track. We were talking about Sting. Um, Doc hates him. Harper. I actually him thought kid. that it, that promo was good for him because he got his little point in and they kept him short. I thought you were going to shit on him because he was no. like, because he said Crockett asked him about Flair and he's like, we ain't talking about this right now. You can call me the party crasher. And I was like, what? Yeah, but that, huh? that's his, he's the surfer guy. He, that's his thing. I mean, he's the, that's his. Yeah. He's I'm a spring look at breaker. It the lens of, <laughs> you know, I don't like the character, but how's the performance? I thought that was his best promo since he's been in. All right. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Doc, what do you have from the next promo with Oli? What's the next promo? Oli. Oli. It's very meat and potatoes. He's really yeah. good, but but um he's so much better as a heel. He's Yeah. I mean, I was gonna play it, but I wanted your thoughts before I do so. Uh so the basic premise of this show that Mike has said over and over again to me is skip the matches and just react to the promos when I play them. Okay, and here we go. Yeah, that's all Rick Flair. Everything he knows. 
The Minnesota Wrecking Crew, The Rock, Ole Anderson, welcome. Sometimes when you say that, David, it makes me wonder how much the guy does know, and I'm kind of embarrassed because certainly I must have taught him more than that. But I'll tell you, right now, a lot of people saw me here a week or so ago, and they said, it's good to see you back in the ring. We're glad to have you come back. But I'll tell you, you don't know how good it is for me to be back. A long time I waited. And when you see a guy like Tully all bloated up like a big frog, and that guy Arn, my bosom buddy, my brethren, my, uh, what do we call it, brother, I tell you, it makes me want to just upchuck someplace. I've waited for a long time. And like I said before, the thing that's so amazing to me is how James J. Dillon could have made such a big mistake by kicking a big guy like Lex Luger out of the Four Horsemen. When you did that, Dillon, you just about signed your death warrant. Because when I saw it, I knew there was a chance. By myself, no, I knew I couldn't do it. I'm not that stupid. But when I saw Lex Luger hanging out there, I said, now is the time. And the time is coming. It won't be very long. Valentine's Day, it's going to be a big heart for the Anderson, and it's going to be a big heart for Luger. You know, people want to know, how do you stay calm in a situation like that? Well, I don't always stay calm. When I get mad, you're going to see it. And people know what kind of a wrestler I am. They know about the Andersons. They know about the wrecking crew. We don't have to yell, and we don't have to holler. We don't have to scream. We do one thing better than anybody else, and we wrestle. In this case, in that cage match, we're going to make an exception and throw wrestling out. Cage match, you remember it, Tully, and you remember, Arn. All that steel that's up there, no place to go. You can't run, you can't hide. Me and Luger in there, and with that big kid and my experience, I don't think you're going to have much choice except to bleed like a stuck hog and look like pieces of hamburger when we get done with you. And when we finally do get done with you, I want you to know I'm going to have a little surprise. And that surprise is going to be that snot-nosed kid. I'm going to bring him down there ringside. And when the whole thing is over and you guys are laid out, I might just send him in the ring and clean up a little bit and see what you can do with that snot-nosed boy. Get ready. We're coming to the Omni. Yeah. That's what All I right. need is that's what I need is Brian Anderson to bore me on this show like he's boring me in Smoky Mountain right now. Bruh. And you ain't seen the worst of that shit yet. The that motherfucker that motherfucker will go, I mean you don't you you know how the young bucks go straight to the super kicks. The bill rings and that asshole goes straight to the mat for the arm bar. <laughs> Hopper, you what were you saying how old Brian Anderson is right here, you mean? Yeah. I don't know. Can you look that up, Doc? Uh, I can try. Look look it up. I'm curious, but I don't need uh, all shucks only. Yeah, really. See that that was my note. Harper, what did you have? I don't like hardware store uh Oli. I just don't like it. He looks like the guy going into to the local Ace Hardware and you know, he fucking walks through the door and the little bell goes ding and the guy says, Hey Oli, <laughs> hey, uh I need some nails. I mean, that's what he looks like. What kind of car does he drive? <laughs> he drives a Ford Bronco with the well with the fucking Bush Quail fucking 88 fucking bumper sticker. <laughs> what color would that Bronco be? Tan. Tan. Neutral. Tan. Tan. And, and he's got this sticker that says Vietnam veteran on the back well, of it. I'm not going to laugh at that, but okay. Oh, yeah, but you just did. No, I'm not. I'm still laughing at the fact that it's a Ford Bronco that's tan. 
Shit. He has a sticker that, that, that says, America, love it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, while Doc's looking that up, I'm with I've you, already Harper. Got it. Okay, how old is Bryant at this point? 17. He's 17 already? Wow, okay. Just turned 17. He's like 17 in three months. And I hate to spoil things for y'all in Smoky Mountain if you're listening to that show, but I am with you. He, so in the next month, he's really going to put y'all to sleep. In the next month and a half. It's, I don't want to say it's one of the worst things Smokey did because there's been some dumb stuff. I mean, obviously, but... Man, this thing with him and Tracy and Smoky Mountain just it it does. As I rewatch it, I'm like, it's not working. But anyway, did he go somewhere after that? He didn't go to WWE or WCW. Wikipedia says he before leaving the promotion shortly before its close in November '95 and retired shortly thereafter. I think he at least only could have. Hooked him up to go to Japan or, or or something or. Well, he decided to go to Georgia State and get a law degree. Oh well, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, right. yeah, man, I give him a hand on that one. Hell, yeah, him. How come you give him a hand on that, but you make fun of my PhD all the time, asshole? I don't make fun of that. I, dude, I I admire that shit because you were committed. Dude. Let's hear it. I'll, let's hear more. What, what do you want me to say? You you did something there's no way in hell I, I'm ever going to do? Shit on yeah. that. I, I, I Let me say this. I know. Man, who people. is this? Who is this in the blue in the blue jammies I think here? That's, I think that's Gary Royal. Um, as the is gladiator. it? Because that guy's got a gut. I think that's Gary Royal. Well, it, it It's definitely not George South. Cause that's no. Who, no way. That's Fuck who, no. Right. That's what, glad, what what Doc's saying is on our Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. The next matchup is Tim Horner and Gladiator 1 as he just threw off what I was saying. I know two PhDs and the the stories I've heard, there's no way I would ever do that. One, it costs too much money. Two, I ain't doing that that type of work. Screw that. Yeah, the dissertation you're going to put yourself in debt. Ass. Fuck that. <laughs> the dissertation can dissertate my ass. Whatever. Um, But anyway... Tim Horner in Gladiator One. I think that's supposed to be Gary Roll. It definitely ain't George South, but look at that gut right there. Come on, Gary Roll was the other Gladiator. So, yeah, there's that. Anyway, Horner wins with the natural bridge. It pissed me off because of how long it took, but yes. I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> Hopper thoughts. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Doc, you. Wouldn't it be great to have him back in uh, Smoky Mountain cutting promos right now? Yeah. On? Absolutely. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I also I'm, miss, I miss fucking the devil. Okay, I do too. Doc, here's my problem with the bridge, and we've talked about this on this show at least Look at times. this thing. Look at this Wa- thing. Watch him, watch the ref wow. as he's trying to get in position the rev almost has to go tip him over. Like, do I need to help him tip over and the deal rev, in here? It's like he's showboating almost for like a second. Right. Uh-huh. And, and the That's ref why the count is fucked up. The ref has to wait to wait to make the count. Here it is. Right. Look, he's pinned right here. And, and, and right. He's, he's waiting on him. I mean, just stupidity. But anyway, that that's why I said I hate it. Um. Anyway. Okay. Teddy Long did the right thing, though. He counted the pin he saw. Yeah, I mean, the shoulders are down. I mean, yeah. fuck. All right. All right. 
So then we're in the studio, and Shivani throws us to the bench press competition with the Road Warriors and Warlord and Barbarian. And so let me narrate this real quick, and then, then we'll talk about it. They start with 475 pounds. And then they That's say, what I work out to... with. <laughs> then they say, let's go to 500. And Paul Ellering says, screw you. We want to go to 600 right now. Put 600 on a bar. Jones says, Paul Jones, that is, says he's running this show, and they're only doing 500 first. And Ellering then slaps Jones. So Animal then, after Ellering slapped Jones, is getting ready to lift. And Ivan attacks Hawk with a box of weightlifting chalk. They then attack Animal. And then Paul Jones, like a thief in the night, steals the money. And Animal is knocked out under the ring. Ellering and Hawk are stunned. They're like, what the hell just happened? Long story short, the bench press competition never really happens. But Animal is attacked, knocked out, and we are kind of uh, assume he's in the hospital injured and all that good stuff. So we're watching it on Patreon now, and I'm letting it play. But, Doc, let me hear your thoughts as uh, as I describe what actually goes down in this. Doc. At first, okay, I thought go. the bench press is dumb. But I got to admit, man, the people were in it. The crowd was into this. So give it. Give it up they for that. They got into it. Right. It could have started off dead. But I wonder what you're seeing if you're on the other side of the, the ring. But whatever. Right. We'll ignore that. Um, my actual note right here was. They couldn't do this in the ring, though. You realize that, right? Right. Absolutely. Reasons. But okay. my actual note here was. And I got to write, write actual notes because I watched this one. I'm pretty hammered. Um. That was actually badass when they jumped the Road Warriors. I thought they did that really well, man. I've been hitting with the chalk box, and that mm-hmm. shit was on and popping, and they shit weights were clanging, and just it looked real. I need to talk to Fritz Grandi, one of our longtime listeners. He said he was here and he wanted to talk to me about this. I just haven't had time to schedule it. But Harper, what did what did you have on this? Well, I'm sitting here watching, and I was like, okay, they got. They got plywood down so the shit don't fuck up the floor. Because that's what you got to do for the for the ring posts. You, you got to put covers down so so they don't fuck up the floor. And they right. did that for the fucking weights and the bench, right? I'm thinking, okay. It, and then when you see him attack it, bro, those weights, bro, boom, on the fucking floor and go roll it. I'm thinking, that fucked that floor up, dude. Mm-hmm. That floor probably got fucked up. <laughs> We're not so the boards did, did did no fucking good. <laughs> he ain't lying, bro. The 45-pound plates hit that floor. Yeah, and there's like six 45-pound plates, so you do the fucking math. Well, Just boom, it... hitting the fucking floor. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm choking because I took a gulp of Hennessy as he was saying it. He ain't kidding, and, man. And then a, a gulp of Hennessy. The okay. kick. How do you get to 475? What do you mean? Well, go, no, Harper, finish what you were saying, because this was compelling. Well, <laughs> the kick the Barbarian does looks fucking great. It does. That looks fucking awesome. Man, this this has to be the Powers of Pain's shining moment. Yes. WrestleMania oh, moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, because, because that... Go ahead, Doc. Harper. This shit, this shit was badass because it looked like they legitimately decided to turn on the Road Warriors and shoot on them. And that hey, kick 
look good at no matter what fucking angle you saw it or fucking how far away you were. This shit is awesome. We're about to see it on the Patreon video. Ivan's sitting there. He's ready. Somebody's going to get there. And I want to re- repeat what Hopper and Docbo said as we were talking about this. The fans aren't really Here he into goes. it. Oh, and in the eyes with the powder. That's a lot of powder. And then here comes the attack. Oh, look Dude, at that kick on that animal. That kick was on point. The chalk box is down. It is popping. It is mayhem three on two. You got the the rush. <laughs> Boom. Those weights hit. <laughs> look at the dude who ran to stop him from rolling to the crowd. <laughs> Yeah. Um so this was this was done. Again, we all three can, we can admit it's like this shit's hokey when you're talking about the weightlifting, right? Yeah. And then but when you see them do this and then they break to it, it's real quiet in the arena. It's real quiet in the arena. Well and part of that and is, it, part of that is you ain't ever seen the Warriors lay down like that before. They're no, laying to look at them. Right. Well, I'm talking and it gets, before. It gets even worse or better. Well, well, I'm talking about before. Um, before all that happened, they were quiet when they were lifting, and then when it when sh- when shit starts popping off, then they get loud. Look at fucking animals busted open. Let me go back to it. He's got blood rolling down that head, dude. This was just. This, you got Paul Ellerin. He's down selling. I can't tell you how disinterested I was going into this, how much I did, didn't care, was ready to hate it. And I walked out going, man, now I'm kind of interested in seeing these four get it on. I mean, I'm pretty well, sure I'm going to be cured of it once the bell rings. But for right now, I'm happy, so don't take that joy from me. Yeah, you can just go along with it. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, Hopper, what else before we go back to JR in the studio? You can go back. Fuck it. Okay. Yeah, fuck it, um, dude. But that's I'm a, with you, Hopper. That's our, that's our those, new business model. Fuck it. Fuck it, Hopper, dog. When those weights hit, holy shit. Bro, how much you, how much pounds you think that, that was? Because well, they said 475 and then they went yeah. to 600. So, six, right. so 45 minus 600 is what? 555. How'd they right, get well, there with? How many plates did it? Well, hold mean, on. You, could, you on. could count the plates if you really want to fucking get I'm fucking retarded right with it. But it's. <laughs> right. One, two, three, four, five. There's five plates on there of 45 pounds, and maybe maybe there's six, but I definitely count five. And on, it, like on a- each side. So that's 450 right. plus 45 was 495. Okay. So we so believe are, this. It's not shoot weight. We believe it's 495 to 500 on there, just based on kind of what we can see. Again, I could, are, I could throw that up if I had to. This is bullshit. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Ellering just counted. It's exactly what I said. So when when those weights hit, it, it's mm-hmm. let me go back because watch the watch to throw at Hawk. Uh, Ivan grabs it. That was nice. The way he hits Hawk with the chalk, mm-hmm. and then here comes this- the boot. Watch the boot. Let's watch it again. Here it is. Bam. Perfect boot. Put it right on the mush. And then here comes the weights falling, Hopper. Here it comes. Boom. (laughs) Crash. And here's what we don't see. Hawk is laying on the floor where those weights hit. Yeah, he almost almost had a real bad night. He almost died. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. It, it, this was, um, but I'm with you guys, man. I wasn't into this and this popped off and I was like, wow, this kind of got good, man. Um, all right. So doc, any other thoughts before we go back to the studio? It's by far the most meaningful thing Paul Jones and, and Ivan Koloff have been involved with in months. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Ivan's been kind of floating around. It's the first thing he, you kind of get, you get to see him be fucking Ivan. Uh, agreed. Agreed. So I was going to play it, but I can, it's not really anything. Um, yeah. So they're back in the studio in, we get an update on JR, uh, not JR. We get an update on Animal, and JR says Animal had orbital damage to his eye. Dude. And then, Was that a shoot? I'm. I don't remember. Dude, they wrote a stretcher out. But, well, that just means they made it look real. Regardless of whether or not that was a shoot, a road warrior was on a stretcher. Yeah, That's really. A lot huh? to that. That's huge. Harper, you were about to say something. Um, when Doc said, "Was that a shoot?" What do you? Did what when fucking Jim? When fucking Jim Ross is saying this shit, being ten years old, I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. We just giving all he's like do the fucking Doogie Howser fucking medical terms and shit. Okay, so here's what the here's what the animals Wikipedia page says. It's a kayfabe injury, but when he returns, he's going to wear a hockey goalie mask to protect his eye. Yeah, I didn't think it was a real injury. The problem here is, and not to spoil things, the Um, angle abruptly ended when the powers of pain left the NWA after finding out they were booked against the Road Warriors in a series of scaffold matches. Oh, fuck that. Hurt by falling off the scaffold. Oh, God. If Nord out here, the warlord, fell off a scaffold, he'd fall through the ring and dent the floor. Yeah, I, I don't. They got to get this. God, they need to get this cocaine fever dream idea that a scaffold is the way to go out of their heads. I I knew. Okay, so I I didn't. I was. I wasn't sure if you remember what happened, but I don't. Corny. Man, actually, I got the internet. I don't need to remember shit. Well, no, Corny. The second time he was on the show on BTT. He talked about the the scaffold match, not only that they had Midnight Express and Rock and Roll, but he then went on to talk about the the supposed scaffold matches that they were going to have with the Warriors in Powers of Pain. And he said, he was like, those guys are like, you want us to do what? You can fucking blow me. I'm not doing that. And they bounced. They were like, see ya. Don't wouldn't want to be ya. So that's. Unfortunately, an angle doesn't pay off. Uh, sorry to spoil it for you kids, but it's spoiled for us as well. So, yeah. Hopper, your thoughts on the powers of pain falling off of a scaffold? Fuck that, dude. I mean, none of them could take that. <laughs> none of them. None There's not a guy them. there. Right. Hawk, like, is your best, Hawk is your best chance, and you think Hawk's going to fall off a scaffold? Right. Out of the, all four of them, I think he's the, he's the, the most true as... You know, fucking athlete. You know, not just a fucking gym rat. And and yeah. and, and, and uh, he couldn't fucking do that shit. Yeah. Boy, it's, look at that, huh? It's just something. What I mean, you know, <laughs> you got to realize you've never seen the. I mean, at this point, you you've seen the road warriors get or animal getting rolled off on a stretcher. Man, that's 
you're thinking to yourself, holy crap. I mean, this is, look at the people. They're standing yes. up there like, what the okay. hell? What do you make of this? These guys don't ever get hurt. And then they don't pay it off because they leave because they don't want to fall off a scaffold. <laughs> well, you think they would have just said, all right, well, let's just have a standard match then. To fucking, you know, Look to kind of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jim Crockett promotions in 88, everybody. Because we need to have it be a scaffold match because we do cocaine and think up bad ideas. Allegedly. They just rolled past uh, Bruce Mitchell and um, all of them when they were rolling them out. They 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 rolled right past them in that front row. I just saw it. Uh, Hitchcock and all them. They go right past them. <laughs> Did you say Bruce Mitchell? Yeah, there he is with the striped shirt. I mean, I think that's him in a striped shirt. Mm. Anyway, uh, Bruce is a friend of mine, so I'm I'm not trying to be funny. Just saying it. You told me he wanted to pick a fight with me. Oh, yeah, he did. He was talking shit about you. And I got to say, I was kind of on his side, even though you're a of friend. Of course of you were. <laughs> All right. Okay. Any other thoughts? As the, the, Here's the other thing. The crowd is silent when he's being rolled out. That's the other note I wanted to mention. They're he quiet. Done They're the, like, wow. He should have done the thing where he put his thumb up. Oh, like yeah, football. like when they, sure. like in football. Yeah. Dude, they even right. went backstage, man. Those Zubas so, are going to have to get cut off. <laughs> We keep going, and then they're going to go back to the studio with Paul Jones cutting a promo, and he's just doing a lot of gloating about this, and he's with Ivan out there. and um, Standard meat and potatoes. I don't have anything else from it, Doc. Did you? He's just gloating. No. You know, they yeah. got him. They yeah. played the game. They didn't understand. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, It was actually a good heel promo because he's like, you know, they didn't realize I had this all figured out beforehand, and I screwed them. And, and it's what you wanted. So even though this is two big bastards, it was really good. But, Hopper, you had anything else on that? No. So then we go to Dick Murdoch, who defeats Bob Emery. And during the match, Cornette says he wants to see if Murdoch will beat a woman. And Cornette then says his wife says he'll beat a woman. His mm. being Murdoch's wife. Uh, uh, do y'all want to comment on that? I had a note to say you needed to play it. At 3740, because Corny wants to know if Dick will hit a woman. So, here we go. Let's play it. And Misty Blue. She's 130 pounds. Misty Blue, 127, I checked. Okay. Against me, the Midnight Express, and Dick Murdoch, and I'm checking Captain Dickie out. I want to see if he'll hit a woman. I want to see if he'll beat up a woman. His wife tells me he will, but I want to be sure that he's mean enough and honorary enough, and I think he is. He is. He will. Okay, so Cornette just that, admitted on national television that this man is a domestic abuser. Hopper, thoughts? Well, you know. I mean, shit, he's a heel. What is he supposed right. to be? Is he supposed to pay his taxes and look both ways before crossing the street? Right. Oh, I mean, the, fuck, she's got to fucking be a good woman. If she won't you, get beat up. Don't gloss over the fact that he completely just took the guy and destroyed the podium with him, and that was not a disqualification. Yeah, nothing was. The fucking, what he threw him into the fucking, uh, what you call it, and beat him with the board. and <laughs> Bro, let him be heels. Somebody needs to be despicable in today's. That's the biggest problem I have. We talked about AEW earlier, Ring of Honor, WWE. I need somebody to be despicable. The closest thing that I see right now is at least Bray Wyatt scares the shit out of my kid. And while I don't like it the night that it happens, I appreciate it because at least it's raw. But you can't be 
because you gotta, you know, God forbid you you offend someone. Jesus Christ, you said a mouthful. It's the PC culture. It's it's you the can't offend anybody. It's the trophy culture too. You see, I see. And but it's not the, hey, here's but here's the difference. It's not the kid's fault. The kids didn't ask for a trophy. If I had told my kid you don't get a trophy, he'd go, "Oh, okay, right, whatever." It's I'm the parents. Home. It's the parents that can't handle that shit. That little Johnny uh, doesn't get a trophy. That parent that you said made y'all pay to, or not made y'all, but took up a collection. Right. That get the hell out of here, please. Mrs. Doc ran over there with the cash, and I looked at her. I like, bet she did. What are we buying? Hey, did the same. Hey, fucker, let me ask you this: What oh. did your kid do with that fucking trophy? He put it on the shelf with like the other ten he has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll, I'll shoot and tell you this: He and I went down to the track tonight and ran on the track because he's trying to get in shape for the next soccer season. So he's putting his work in. I'll give him that. He's a little shithead, but I'll give him that. He was down there putting work in. He's, he's his mom's trying to his mom's trying to buy his participation trophy, but at least I'm trying to work him out of it. You know, Doc, it's how not many beers get... you and you're starting to slur, bro. I'm getting to this. It's not that I'm slurring; it's that I'm getting starting to get cotton mouth from all the beers I've had. Okay, let's move on. We got Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express. They're out oh. here to cut a promo. Watch Stan. Here it is. Oh yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, coming, Jim Cornette. You know, I feel naked out here, and I'm sure you do too, without a podium, so I brought one with me. Let me me tell you something about Misty Blue. She's your kind of woman, just like she's Dusty Rhodes' kind of woman. She looks like she went to an axe fight and forgot to take her axe. Now, let me tell you something, Misty Blue. I know you're trying to embarrass me. I know Dusty Rhodes has got you trying to humiliate me, as well as having Dusty Rhodes and Barry Windham and Nikita Koloff get their hands on me inside that cage in February 12th in Baltimore. Well, let me tell you this, Misty Blue. I've been doing a little training myself, you see. I'm able to lift that podium. Ted Turner should be able to afford better. I've been doing training with Richard Simmons, who is a personal family friend of the Cornette. I've been doing push-ups. I've been doing sit-ups. I've been doing chin-ups. I've been doing pull-ups. I threw up once, but I'm okay now. And I always keep myself in prime physical condition. But I'm ready for this thing in Baltimore on the 12th. I know my man Sweet Stan will slap a woman if necessary. I know that my man Beautiful for Bobby, if a woman tries to lay one finger on me, he'll tear loose on her. And I know, above all else, that Captain Redneck Dick Murdoch, who is not right in the head by any means, doesn't care whether it's a woman, a child, a grizzly bear, or three turtles. Makes no difference. He will whomp them, and he'll brainbuster them if I say so, because I'm footing the bill. So besides the fact you got the United States Tag Team Champions, you got a man in there who's a legendary figure in professional wrestling, and you got me, the greatest mind in the business. So Rhodes, Wyndham, and Koloff, you get ready to get hurt at Misty Blue. Don't you dare get in this man's way, or these men's way, or especially my way, because, darling, you'll be even uglier than you are right now, if that's possible. You told me about the kind of girls that don't Let me say one thing, Jimmy Cornette. It's a pleasure to be teamed with such a great array of talent. Nothing better than well for Sweet Stan Lane, beautiful Bobby, Watch that and breath. you, Jim Cornette. Thank you, Captain. Watch that breath. Baltimore, Maryland. An eight-man cage match. As Shea, an eight-man. Four men on this side. A hog jaw, Dusty. 
Dusty Rhodes and his two partners and some females are sticking her nose in where they belong. Now let me tell you something, Dusty. You better protect that woman because I'm going to tell you, she's in where men belong and I'm going to slap her around just like the Denver Broncos did the Washington Redskins and then Albuquerque, Los Angeles, Sioux City, Iowa, and if any of you pop up Okay. I just want to say one more thing before we go. I want to give all you women bodybuilders out there and women wrestlers like Misty Blue some inspiration. Take a look at a real physique, brother. Ain't no girl in the world can withstand this one right here. February 12th, Baltimore, Misty Blue. I'll choke the life out of you. Uh, uh, too much. David Crocker's got to stop laughing. I mean, it's... Yeah. Doc, your thoughts. Stan looks like you would see him hanging out with David Lee Roth. I was waiting on him to say something. Yeah. Those two look like they'd be hanging out, crushing all the, the ass together. Dude. Murdoch. Murdoch got the, the front row on the other side going, though, man. He... <laughs> This is good stuff from him. He's 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 playing the crazy guy that was just mercenary for hire, and it's this is really well done. And, and Jim and Cornette's really positioning his guys as the total shit heels because they'll all slap a woman. That ain't nothing. That's nice. Um, Harper, what'd you have? Uh. <clears throat> Uh oh! Did he drop? Did, hey, hey! Did he have a stroke? Yeah. <laughs> you all right, dude? Man? What did Bobby's sweatshirt say? There was a football on it. I couldn't exactly make out what it what was. It said champions, didn't it? Oh, look. Um, uh, Ted Turner I, should be able to afford a better podium than that. It does I say agree. Champions. It does say champions, but he's behind. He was behind Crockett the whole time, so I can't really. No, see he him. wasn't. How did? How could we see champions if he was behind yeah. Crockett the whole no, time? No, I mean I couldn't see underneath it. I, I'll Get us in a camera angle, producer. Shut the. F- go ahead, Hopper. What else you have before I go off on him? Because no, because they had a restaurant in fucking Lakeside Mall called Champions. Uh-oh. That at this time, uh, uh, Martin Anderson owned it. And, bro, I could, if I didn't know any better, I would say that was a shirt from that fucking restaurant. It mm. was called Champions? I thought it was called, um. Wasn't it called Champions? Man, I thought that was called something else. The, um. Extra point or halftime or something like no, that? No, I think it was called Champions. And that's, You said, was it Morton Anderson? Yeah, yeah Mort- Saints kicker. I know I know exactly what he's talking about. Well, the he Saints said Martin from- Anderson. No, it's, no uh, it was uh, Morton Anderson. Yeah, he was, you know, whatever, star kicker. We know who Morton Anderson is. Well, you do, but, I mean, there's a lot of people out there who don't because he's just a fucking football kicker. He's actually one of the most accurate kickers. That says Army, do you hear that? Um, Morton Anderson, M-O-R-T-E-N, I believe is how it was spelled. But uh, um, I'm looking at it, Hopper. It's Because there's a point when it comes around 
you could when they leave. You see it? Zoom yeah. In. No, I'm saying like Can't it's gonna keep in. playing, and then he's he's gonna walk around uh, David Crockett. And it's a black football, isn't that like the Saints? Right. With the let's gold see. letter. Oh wait. Let's see. Does that say? Because it's got a city underneath right. it. <laughs> Crockett's arm is right in the way. You fucking right. dick. You fuck up everything. Flip a screenshot and then let's zoom it up. <laughs> it did went away now. Oh, God his, damn it. his arm is in front of it the whole time. Opera's on to something. I I don't know. Because that caught my eye during the whole point of this. I'm like, watch, here, here it comes. What's that say? That doesn't say New Orleans. That says no. Georgetown. It says Georgetown. So the champions Georgetown. Doc will Google it. Yeah. Champions already tried. I didn't I didn't get much there. Yeah, that's it doesn't say New Orleans. It's a G for sure. Yeah, Harper. I don't know, man. Um it, it, who knows? I don't think Champions was a franchise or anything. I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. All right. Any other thoughts, Hopper, before we keep No, going? fuck it. Let's let's go. <laughs> Um, so Tully and Arn go out there, they have a match, they defeat John MacGyver and John Savage, and then right after that, Tully and Arn cut a promo, and here it is. Team champions, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, J.J. Dillon, their manager. David Crockett, it seems like in these desperate times, each individual, and I'm talking about Luger, Sting, Barry Windham, Rhodes, the garbage, and you, Rock. Only Anderson are reaching deep down in your gut, reaching in the back lobes of your mind, trying to figure out what can we do to finally, once and for all, stop the snowball effect. You see, Rock, you thought that the world went in when we booted you out. The horsemen kept on rolling. Luger, you thought when you wanted to go to Hollywood and advertise Perina Dog Chow, or be seen waxing up a Mercedes at Beverly Hills on Rodeo Drive for an advertisement. You figured when we kicked you out, the horsemen would fall from grace. Well, gentlemen, like we've always said, everybody can come out here and say they're the greatest, say they're the toughest, come out here with a lot of amateur credentials, or just claim that they're the greatest box office attraction that's ever been. But any athlete, and I'm talking about you people that's got your fanny in the kitchen chair right now. Any true athlete can look at him, can look at me, can look at Ric Flair, and look at James J. Dillon, and honestly say we work harder, we're the best there is at one thing, and it's not making commercials. When we park these ropes, my friends, technically, conditioning, and just overall knowledge, the reason we're the three world champions is simply we're the best there's ever been. We are the family. We are the unit. So Rock and the Omni, you want to put me in a cage? Everybody's always talking about how tough the Andersons were, how tough the Anderson family was. I'm the only Anderson left that means anything. Keep that in your mind, Rock. Hey, listen to this, guys. What do you say that when Luger and Anderson fall just a little bit short in the Omni, we still, we're, we're, 
We're not that bad, guys. We'll get. What if they polish our Mercedes up and we'll give them a job? How does that sound? Sound good to you, Mr. Crockett? Ladies and gentlemen, they saved our Arn is just fantastic. Doc, what do you have? Well, first of all, they misspelled Gene Ligon there, but whatever. <laughs> Ligon. Jesus. Okay. I hate shit that's done wrong. That was done a lot in the territories in the 80s by a lot of uh, promotions. I know. Arn is great because I love that line. You You just thought it would all go away when you left. And it's just positioned in this thing that is this is bigger than this is bigger than you. It was always bigger than you, and and now you got to stop the snowball effect because it's turned on you. That's a heavy concept if you think about it. You were part of something. You wanted to go be your own guy. We kept it going, and now you got to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, Harper, you want to add anything? Well, I, I I was sitting here watching this. I was like, well, you know what? No one's brought up the fact that they're cousins in forever. And when Flair's their cousin, and he mentioned it during his promo, he's the only Anderson that's still worth a damn. Good point. It's a good point. He was just on it, man. He was solid. Yeah. He just, you know. Uh, not to get all specific, but he just—he doesn't—he just doesn't cut bad promos for the most part. I mean, we see it all the time. So we go to the next match. It is Italian Stallion. He defeats Gene Ligon. Good uh, job. Thoughts? This went on way too long. Yeah, oh, he did it. Holy! Yeah. Sh- yeah. There you go. What were you about to say, Harper? Is this the first time we see a power bomb here? Mm. It's, I feel like it was hard to say like, with all that fast forward, fast forward going on. That was it like right there. I feel like we've seen it before, though. Do it again. Let's see this. Because uh, Tony Giovanni doesn't even call it a. Uh, oh, that was the finish. Yeah, that was a power slam. I thought he did a power b- a bomb. He may have. Uh, I don't remember it though. But I got think we've seen a. What, Doc? I feel like you gotta, seen th- power you gotta think a power bomb done in a match would end at 1988, right? Well, that was it right wow. there. You see him catching him. Let's see. It basically that's what it was. Yeah. Wow. Gene Ligon took a power bomb in 1988 <laughs> for, for the Italian Stallion. <laughs> Why? <laughs> that's, a of, that's a bit of trivia. I guarantee you. No one can tell you. Why, though? Yeah, I don't know. Hey, hell of a finish, I guess, but it is what it is. Any other thoughts, or we'll keep it moving? We got Flair coming up. No. Take that as silence is golden. Let's go to Ric Flair and J.J. Dillon. All right, they say the four horsemen are the horsemen rule wrestling, and that they do. The world tag team champions and the world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair. You know, pretty soon it's going to be spring and it's going to be house cleaning time. And it looks like Paul Jones and his powers of pain 
of taking care of this myth of the road warriors, and I think the world tag team champions, Mr. Blanchard and Mr. Arn Anderson, have addressed the situation with his total package, Lex Luger, and his very small circle of friends, this Ole Anderson, Barry Windham, and whoever else wants to jump on the bandwagon. But there's this little matter of Sting that I think we need to discuss also. And Sting reminds me, champ, of, you know, there was a dog in my neighborhood back in Atlantic City, New Jersey, when I was growing up, called Fido. And Fido, boy, he was bad. Everybody was afraid of Fido, because you see what Fido used to do when the traffic went by, he would run out and he would chase cars, and he would bark, and he would snarl, and he was real bad. And all of a sudden, one day, I said to myself, what's going to happen if Fido ever catches the car? And I think there's an analogy there with this thing. He's gone out, he's tried to bust up the party, he's tried to embarrass you, but maybe it hasn't occurred to him what's going to happen when he catches up with you and you stop and turn around. You know, James J., there are times in my life when I wonder when will someone ever walk across that road and really bring the world champion the challenge that he's thrived on his entire career. In the case of Sting, you know, all I got to do is look over here at all these people right here that are right here. They're here because they are intelligent wrestling fans. They have a choice to make. And they're here because they know that the NWA is number one. And they're here because they know the four horsemen, Arn Tully and Flair, are number one. Now all we gotta do is talk to the promoters like yourself. You see, I'm the kind of guy, I don't want the easy money. I don't want to fight the bums. And Sting, you're a bum. You're a young, undertrained, overbearing punk that has run his mouth, made an attempt to be somewhere he'll never be. He made the mistake of laying his hands on a multi-million dollar product. He made the mistake of looking in that silly way he can look at some of the most beautiful women that hover around the nature boy day in and day out. Yeah. He made the gesture. So you see, Sting, even though you're a bum, this is one fight I might take. You know, I like the vacation in Hawaii. That's where Mr. Blanchard's going. I'd like to be an Aspen skiing, but somebody's got to be here to do the fight. So you see, Ric Flair, the world champion, the man, woo, the franchise, and I'm talking about the horseman, the franchise will make it go round and round and sting some way, somehow, because I'm a man with a great heart. I'm going to see fit if JJ thinks the time is right to give you that match. But pal, please don't make the mistake of pushing your luck again. Because sooner or later, like JJ said, I'm gonna holler at that chauffeur, stop this car. I'm gonna jump out, I'm gonna push the girls aside, I'm gonna go, woo! And you being that little dog, are gonna run off 
into another yard because you really don't want to find out where you are. Do you think Luger does? Do you think Luger wants to walk that aisle? He can do this and he can do this, but can he beat the best there is? Ole Anderson, a man I've grown to detest, some that are best of all. I am. The horsemen are the consummate wrestlers in this sport. The marquee says wrestling, not Hollywood, not cartoons, not gymnasium physique contests, not pretty faces, which all of us happen to have, but it says wrestling. And if you want to find out where you rank in the world of wrestling, come to the National Wrestling Alliance come to the Four Horsemen, because after all, we have the genius, the mind, and David Crockett, sometimes there's a dissatisfaction. Unfortunately, we have the three world championships. The world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair, and J.J. Dillon. Listen, coming up next, you're going to see Lex Luger and Barry Windham. All right, Doc, give me one second. I got to restart the Patreon video. Um, all right, Doc, what do you have on this promo from Rick and JJ? It's fun. I think this is really well done. And while there's not a lot of memorable, quotable lines, he got Sting over a little bit, sprinkled some Rick dust on him, but then just trashed the shit out of him and said, Man, I'm going to look, pal, you're still at the kids table and, and, and you think you're ready to come up here and see what this is about, but you're not. You know, you're, you're, your son's starting to get into that teenage vibe where he's like, I'm a man. And you're like, come on, come on, little pal. <laughs> <laughs> you're still little pal. <laughs> And the line mm -hmm. I like is, he goes, hey, you think this is, you think you want this? Go ask Luger. He doesn't want it either. Lots of truth there. Yeah, he basically told him, get my name out your mouth. You don't want none of this, boy. Yeah, I mean, there's going to come a time. There's going to come a and And this is where the hook is set, right? This is the, the beauty of the, the angle. The hook is set because he goes, hey. There's going to come a time when I, you're going to push me too far and I'm going to have to stop the car. Back to the analogy. I, I thought this was really well done. I thought so, too. Hopper, you have anything from it? Yeah, like when it's just, you know, you're a bum. I don't wrestle bums, but you know what? I'll accept your challenge. I will lower my standards just for this fucking night. <laughs> hey, we've all done that, haven't we? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, Rick ain't the only one to have uh, stooped from time to time. I want everybody to sit here just for a second and think about the, the the most stooping they've ever done and feel shame. Man, man, um, man. It's she might she might have been the girl that looks like she ran into a fence post, <laughs> ran into a fence post. <laughs> Face first, or maybe Somebody. she, or, or maybe she weighed two seventy. I don't know, but everybody stooped at least once. At, at least once. Oh, man, somebody posted on a Facebook group a picture of this like sixty-year-old woman in lingerie and a bra, yeah. 
And in the comment, the meme said, uh, like the woman was saying, you said you wanted that iPhone to like this 25-year-old. Come on. Yeah. And um, the woman actually don't look that bad on the meme. And I just was like, and I was like, Y'all, I was like, 90% of y'all in this group would be like, yeah, I would I do that, that for yeah, not man. even an iPhone, just to do it. And yeah, for an Android. <laughs> no, there's people that the iPhone and Android doesn't even have to be in the equation. They would do it for the nut of it all. That's everybody, cool. on, wow. everybody online only bangs tens. Right. Well, actually, a bunch of guys were like, yeah, bro, I, 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 would, I would take a dive. That's and one <laughs> One of the dudes was like, I think it was Robert who posted it. <laughs> Robert, long time patron, all the fame member. And one of the dudes was like, his exact comment was like, man, y'all tripping. She all right. See? <laughs> well, the other the other truth there in, in all of that is that one man's stupid is another is another man's night on the town. Man, y'all tripping, man. Y'all <laughs> people. <laughs> <laughs> what did my boy used to say that he used to work with back in the day? I think his comment was something like, come on, bro. We done all did a few that we ain't ready to claim out in public. <laughs> See? No lies detected. No lies detected. The good news is, um, is that hopefully you don't, you know, get trapped. Yes. I guess. Um, and, and I mean, it you was, can chew your arm off the next morning and get to work. You know, forget that that ever happened and all, but that's not where you want to shoot that warm, toasty rope. Oh, <laughs> that's come on. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, as we were t- Alabama. Oh, jeez. As we were talking, we got Barry Wyndham and Lex Luger. They defeat Tony mm-hmm. Suber and Bob Riddle. And then we got Barry and Lex cut a promo. I literally have nothing from it. Doc, to you. Hold on. You just sent me this. Okay, I'm not nailing that. Shit, I don't know, bro. That, Ron Price well, used to tell me back in the, the day, thing. man, you got some nights where it's just you single and you ain't got nothing else. You might just take your, <laughs> no. take that offer up on that, bro. That, you'd have to chop off her head. Hopper, would you that do that? Not for the iPhone, just because. What's the bruise on her hip, or is that a tattoo? Man, that's a tattoo, man. I don't... Ugh. You gonna let that bruise bother you, man? Come on. What's wrong? Just fucking uh, close your close your eyes and think of some chick from like Maxwell Magazine or something. (sighs) (sighs) Look at these two best buddies on the screen. He's talking about Luger and Barry. They're cutting the promo. Do you have anything from it, Doc? We'll get there eventually with the promotion, but do we want to tackle this? We're we're deep into this. Okay, here's my new here's my new idea. I think that I love Wyndham as a horseman, but as I look at this promotion, I wonder if they should have made Ron Simmons a horseman and left Wyndham as a baby face. You said that once before. Yeah, I think that would have been a he could have been a blors a blorsman. A black horseman, he, get it? He 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 was a promo cutting son son of a gun, so he'd have been all right if you ask me. He's the muscle too. Yeah, yeah, he would have fit in. I mean, my opinion. Um, he would also uh, up the class uh, of the uh, rats uh, that they would have banged as well. Uh, uh, uh. 
Do you think think Hawk is happy that his partner's been stretchered out? No, but can you imagine Ron Simmons cutting promos about the broads at the Marriott and Ric Flair? Can you imagine the heat? (laughs) That's that's real heat right there. Think about that. It'd have been the original New Jack. Yeah, before there was a New Jack. Uh, Okay, we go now to Ellering and Hawk, and Animal is not there for obvious reasons because he's injured. Um, let me fast forward. I actually thought Ellering was was I thought Ellering was good here and talking about, you know, animals eye and, and whatnot. But I then thought once they turned it over to Hawk, it got really good. So here that is. New game is called revenge. Now I think Al Hawk has something to scream about. Warlord Barbarian! When you hurt my partner, you hurt me. He's a piece of me, and I'm a piece of him. And he's been there whenever I needed him. And now I'm going to be there when he needs me. The biggest damn mistake you ever made in your life was not just attacking us from behind in Greensboro, when the chips were down for you because we were going to press 600 pounds and you can't. The biggest mistake you made is you didn't finish us off. You didn't kill us. You should have killed us because when you deal with the road warriors and you don't finish the job, that means you leave an opening for us to finish it. Oh, God only knows how much hate I have in this heart of mine. And God only knows the pain you have to go through because of it. The biggest mistake anybody can ever make is messing with us and not finishing the job. And I got some bad feelings. I got some real bad feelings. I got some feelings that when all this is done, that the Legion of Doom will be where when houses be, on top. I got a feeling we're going to do some real bad things to you. And when we're done, the things we've done will be so bad, heaven won't take us, and hell will be afraid we're going to take over, because... We still snack on danger, and we'll always die on death. And we'll be dining on you and good. I wouldn't want to be you at all. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the ring. Um, Doc, I thought Hawk was real good there, and it's too bad this angle isn't going to pay off. What do you have? I thought Hawk was real good there, and it's really bad that that angle is not going to pay off <laughs> okay <laughs> no seriously right. i mean a hog i mean when hog dials it in i mean he we all know the intensity but now he's got a super duper personal issue that we haven't seen before really and he you know when he he says you know god only knows how much hate i have in my heart and god only knows how much how bad that is for you and heaven won't take us and hell will be afraid that we'll take over those are some fantastic lines, but they're also fantastic lines delivered with just a ton of emotion with a personal issue. His, I mean, they're going to do bad. They they do bad shit normally. 
Now what? Yeah. yeah. And it's it, like it's... Sullivan always said. Sullivan always says this about like his his vision of like, you know, he never said he was the devil. He let you imagine it, what he could do. That's like a good horror movie. The good horror movie is not just the slasher film. The good horror movie is you fill in the blanks and how bad is that? Yeah, I, I agree. The imagination can run wild. It was let like the mark having... work them, let let the mark work themselves into a shoot. Well, it was like when Ivan said told Nikita after he turned Russian justice. Russian justice and I'm going to deal with you old country way and the immediate thing that all of us thought when Nikita said that or Ivan said that was holy shit they're going to hang this motherfucker by his balls in Siberia and let wolves eat him alive. Out to the gulag. I mean, yeah, you know, because that's what you imagine in your mind when he says, we'll deal with you old country way, because those communist Russians are going to deal with him old country way. Uh, it's just what it is, and that's what made it great. This was, uh, Hawk was good there. Again, repeat, though, it's just too bad. It's not going to pay off in any way, shape, or form. And that's really my last thought on it more than anything. We'll go now. Uh, to the um, Varsity Club. We got Mike Rotunda and Rick Steiner out there. They defeat Andrew Bellamy and Dave Spearman. Uh, Rick Steiner got one of them to submit. And then we go to Sullivan. He cuts a promo. Uh, I don't have a lot of notes for it, but the only thing I think of every time I see Sullivan now is, uh, what do you think they do with monkeys in Malaysia? That shit that you said. When we were talking about the time that he hung the monkey. Let's get a little bit of it, at least, and then we'll come back. I, not, not I mean, thing. that's, you know. Okay, hold on. One of the greatest all-American wrestlers, one from Syracuse, the other one from Michigan. They went through every regimen you could in college training, but now I get them training different. You see, the other day, we went to... The dump right there in Charlotte. Tell them, tell them. And I got spikes, and I gave each one a spike. And we went rat hunting. See, we went in the dump, and we were looking for the rats. And a lot of them looked like the Wyndhams, the Rhodes, and the Kitas. And they were hiding from us because everybody hides from them. You're right, Michael. We found those rats. And when I turned it over, we stopped those rats. We stopped them. We stopped them right there. Just like Syracuse stabbed Michigan in basketball. Hey, no, what are you talking about? Hey, hey, call it. Hey, call it. Hey, call it. Hey, call it. Let me tell you this. I heard somebody that you called a twin power out here talking about being a franchise. They're talking about what they're going to do in the future. They're talking about this, and they're talking about future. You haven't heard anybody. I'm going to wrestle next. And right now, on this program, I'm going to hurt somebody real bad. Because when the Varsity Club talks... Varsity! 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 These men are their own masters. Controlled by no one. Controlled by no one. But I'm going to make it real clear. Everybody that's out there talking, even some of my illustrious colleagues that are talking about gut feelings and reaching down in the boots and evil masters and twin towers. Well, I'm going to do something. I'm going to hurt people. The Varsity Club is one thing. The difference between the Varsity Club and anybody else is evil lives here 
and we're going to destroy. When we get through, it's scorched earth and nothing else will grow. <laughs> I, I couldn't Bruh. stop it. I had to listen to Sullivan. No, hell no. He, when he says evil lives here and it's scorched earth and nothing else will grow. And now, now look, when's the last time you saw him wearing, wearing full t pants? <laughs> uh, I don't know, but this is the fucking second time this week I've seen him hit a man in the back of the head with a chair. And no the third kidding. time since Smoky Mountain. Right. He just, Sullivan is a reckless bastard. I'm going to say it, and I hope I don't get heat with the devil himself because I really, really like him. But he's just reckless, man. He hits people in the back of the head with chairs like it's nothing. Uh, Shit. That, and that tree of woe is no prize either. Oh, hell no. Not the way he gives it. Because watch. Here comes. He just, God. <laughs> damn. He's just ruthless. He just pushed Teddy Long. I don't give a shit. Does it oh, ring the bell? He said I'm gonna hurt yeah, somebody real know. bad though. But that's what's great is he's he just cut a promo and said I'm gonna hurt somebody real bad. And he went out there and hurt somebody real bad. Right. He ain't lying. And right. I gotta shout out one of our listeners. Look, I mean Teddy Long does a great job there. He's laying on the guy. Look at that. That's that's fantastic. I mean, this is good stuff. Yes. He 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 loses. I mean, Sullivan actually loses that match to Ryan Wagner by DQ because of the I mean, this poor bastard just took a whooping from the star and he got cracked on the back of the head, the trio whoa. It takes Teddy Long to protect him. I gotta say this, man. I, I had fond memories of the varsity club, but not to the point that we're experiencing here. And I will say, like I've been, I've been talking to some of the listeners and like disrespectfully, classy Marky Blasty. We were having a conversation about this, and like he was talking about how great the Varsity Club was. And I gotta say, I, I remember him, and I have fond memories. But when you watch it and you watch Sullivan, what do you think they do with monkeys in Malaysia? No, I'm just, it's just off the wall. And God, Doc, did Sullivan not just murder this poor bastard just now? It it is one of those things where the varsity club is better. I had a positive connotation, but they're even better than I remember. <laughs> and I'm enjoying uh, this. Cause the other thing is, it's the, it's the little, so I don't, I don't really care about the stupid infighting of Syracuse, Michigan. That's kind of silly, but even having Rotunda snap back at the fans, he's got a, a life to him that he just he looked like he was somed up out there as a baby face. Should he's be. got he's got some spunk to him. He's got some life. He's got some, you know, fuck you to him. Robert, you agree? Well, what's what? Dr. Death? Yeah, he might uh, be in Japan. I think he is right now in Japan. Well he shows up when doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does. He does. Hmm. I don't remember the exact timeline, but he does. The UWF title is fucking history. I can tell you that much, though. It's oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. There's nothing uh, like hearing Boomer sooner over and over that'll just make you want to put a bullet in your head. Jesus Christ, Doc. That's nice. You, you, you got to stop bringing up suicide. Why? <laughs> because it's wrong. Ozzy told me it was the only solution. He does it all the time, man. I, I am... I almost wish. No, I'm not even gonna say that. Wait, say, say it. Oh, wish, say it. No, I almost wish we never played that Von Eric thing promo because I swear, if there's one thing 
that I hear from people more about than anything that old shows, it's that. Like, people go, how could you guys make a joke about that? I'm like, we didn't. We reacted to Robert Fuller saying it. And let me tell you something, people. Just this afternoon, Mike and I were talking about how great that promo is. (laughs) And and just reliving, because we had nothing else to do with our afternoons, how he's a legend, and how we have that promo Committed to memory. So. Listen up, fella, and hold the microphone. Listen up, little fella, and hold the microphone up high, because Stud going to tell you. I got IRS on me. I got woman on my ass, but I tell you what, I ain't going to do the Von Eric thing. He just rattled that shit off, and, man, you can't imagine the people that got mad about that. It's like, God, but, it's but a that, promo. Those people were the problem, and they're the reason why we can't have good wrestling today. No yes. shit. Dicks. Uh, Hopper, any other thoughts on the bar? Let me me break it down with crayons. Mm. No, I don't want anybody to commit suicide. There you go. But I want my bad bad guys to want you to commit suicide. (laughs) I want my bad guys to talk shit and be stupid. Yes. Hopper, any thoughts on the Varsity Club before we keep going? Because I really love them. Don't they kind of look like a... uh... A much better spirit squad to a certain extent. I would have never made that tie in, but yes. They they were kind of like a real version of a spirit squad, if that makes right. sense. Right, right. Because they were really, not that Dolph wasn't an athlete, because, but like, I know what you mean. You, like, you look at them and it's like, well, no, they were like really wrestlers and yeah, yeah, I I got you. I know I know where you're coming from when you say that. And that's yeah. not me burying a spirit squad. It's just me saying the varsity club was was more of that except a different name. Yeah. And not cheerleaders. See? Yeah, I'm with you. I got you. All right. So we keep going. If one Sting promo wasn't enough, um, they call Sting back out. And he, just here it is. Nothing more than the party crasher himself. Jesus And I'm Christ, ready to God. crash some more parties. You know, I embarrass Flair like I always say now, and I can't think of a better thing to do right now than to party some more. So, Flair, I know you're in the building somewhere, so let me show you what a real party is all about. Oh! Come on, show me. See what you got, Ricky, baby. In my face. I feel vindicated I in everything I've ever said. <laughs> you walk around. I guess Rick, might, you think maybe he's afraid of you? Oh, I can imagine he's probably doing just a little bit of sweating back there. He'll probably end up... Uh-uh. Same old story, same old tired of coming out here. I don't have any champagne in my hand. There's no... You got a problem, pal, and what we have... And this phrase is overused. You have got a failure to understand, my friend, that you don't walk out here in front of the whole world. You keep your mouth shut, punch. You don't walk out here in front of the whole world and for one second try and intimate that you think you're ready for me. I will make that decision. I've said it a thousand times. I'm Ric Flair. I'm the world champion. You are a pumped up nothing happening. Overstuffed punk from the gym that doesn't know what it is. 
you. You understand? Huh? To wear custom made clothes, to ride limousines, to have the whole world at your feet because you're the best there is. So you don't ever make a mistake of walking out here and implying that you can be where I've been for five years. I'm the world champion, brother, and I'm addressing you as a punk whose mother and father didn't have the brains or the knowledge or the class in this life to even give you a name. Sting, what kind of a name? And Sting got tired and throws him into the ring and they start wheeling and dealing and Rick gets on Sting's ass and then the horsemen come out and Luger and Wyndham come out and it's pandemonium. It's a wild scene as Luger and Wyndham and Sting chase off the horsemen and flare. Uh, JR says, oh, I was breaking down, I was breaking down, it's pandemonium. This anyway. is a chaotic situation. Yes, yes, yes. Doc, thoughts at this Can point. you imagine what's going through Sting's head? Because, I mean, we... Sting's not a bad guy. I just don't like him. I don't know. Is Harper's Harper breathing get, in there. Harper's getting a blowjob. Is he getting a blowjob over there? Um, can you imagine when Rick's sh- sh- just in his face right there? What's good? That camera shot where Rick's just dressing you down. What's going through your mind when Rick Flair in 1988 is telling you? I'm here. I got these alligators. I'm the champ, and you need to shut your mouth. I don't know, man. But as an adult now, I look back. I mean, he was making Sting before Sting was ready to be made. And God Almighty, I know Sting's not going to win a title for a little while longer. But Jesus Christ, man, the fact that and so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let me help you. You know, Shane Douglas is big gripe, and I'm a huge, huge. Capital H, 72-point font, huge fan of Shane Douglas and ECW. Hey, Harper's getting a good blowjob over there. God almighty, man. Oh. No teeth. <laughs> the way he breathed into that microphone. But, ahead, it always, but it rings a little hollow that Ric Flair was holding him down with Ric Flair made staying here. I mean, put him on the map. Because, look, I don't like staying. But I understand where Sting gets to, but he is fast tracking this son bitch. <laughs> Stan Wiggles. Yeah. Uh, yes. Christ. Yes. Okay. So, he... and the other thing is, that's how the the show should have ended. By the way. Right. That'd have been great. Uh, going off, going yeah. off with Rick down on the floor yelling. That's how the show should have ended. So real quick, I agree, Doc. I mean, he's just out there, and I mean, he's making Sting right again. Sting's not going to win a title for a while. But Sting, longer, did, but Sting did the best thing he could do in that. He just stood there stone faced until he put his hand in his face, and then he grabbed him because Sting cannot engage. It's, I mean, he can't engage verbally here it, like that. Yeah, it can't be a verbal fight. That there's no verbal. Sting's also a big man. He's cut he's not as big as you'll ever see him but he's still a nice size says, dude i'm the and... party crasher so i'm going to show you how to party it's very confusing yeah but he's, he's getting the rick dust sprinkled all over him here yeah <laughs> i thought this was fun um anyway good stuff harper any other thoughts that we've not talked well, about? It, i mean it was nice to see 
I mean, nowadays when you watch wrestling, they come out whenever someone's got a mic that the fucking music hits and they act surprised and and they got the confrontation. This mm-hmm. didn't happen back then. Now it happens mm-hmm. 20 times a fucking night. Mm-hmm. And so this was a big fucking deal. Like, oh, fuck, he's fucking coming out. Oh, fuck, here we hey, go. JJ's put out from the get-go because he's like, now wait a minute here. We've already been out here once. Right. <laughs> what so- I like is, we didn't talk about this, but uh, to the point you're making, Harper, he, they, they weren't out there for 20 minutes yapping each other's face before mm-hmm. they decided nope. to put blows. They just got the fucking point across. Yeah. I, basically, I'm Ric Flair, and who the fuck do you think you are? Rick mm-hmm. told Rick told him, "Hey, look, I'm a, I'm gonna cut a promo on you, and when I get to the part about your mom and dad, you take me to the ring." So Sting talked for about a minute. Rick talks for about a minute, and that's like how a real fight would go down. They're not going to sit there and yap for thirty minutes in front of each other before they decide to yeah. throw blows. For real, yeah, yeah, I'm with you, and I agree. And, it probably so, should have so, gone so, off. So little like Latrell loves him some some WWE, but I can't tell you how many times on a Monday or Tuesday night he's like, "Dad, when are they going to wrestle?" Never. And I'm like, "That's a great question, son." I don't know. <laughs> okay, so as as we're proceeding to the to the close of this show, I want to mention something. First, I want to remind everyone, please become a patron. It's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. You get over 200 Patreon-only episodes, even at the $2 tier. So, again, it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Hey, but, man, once, uh, we sh- once we shed the uh, Smoky Mountain in the next year, we could do all kinds of fun patron stuff. I'm right there with you. We're only a year away from that. But what I was going to get you to say too, Doc, is you talked about Latrell just now. Uh, you texted me last night when SmackDown was on and said, God. how do you explain the 24-7 title to a seven-year-old? And I said, fuck you. I'm not watching. <laughs> was yeah, I think that. my exact response <laughs> because I just couldn't do it. I tried the night before on Raw and I've gotten to another point, and this happens to me every single year after football season ends and mania is over. I just get tired and exhausted, and I can't just get through it. And I sometimes try to watch it on Hulu, but even that's hard. Uh, but Doc texted me that. So, did you ever? Were you ever able to explain it to him? No. So, what's the point of it? Like, like it's like, back to the old hardcore title where you yeah, can get ended any time. But he thinks this shit's real. So, like, you have a bell ring, and you're supposed to have a winner. So, how could you deviate from those rules and just pin a motherfucker anywhere? Now, I will tell you, the best person to hold that title is the guy they had it on, because R-Truth can get anything over. That guy's a dude. That guy's fantastic. That's why he's been there forever. Man, if I had two guys that I had to go get that were in their 30s or early 40s to work for my wrestling promotion, it would be him and Hurricane Helms. Um, like the thing about and the thing about um, Truth, he's like the the wrestler, and we've known many of them over the years that we would say known. Watch, he just can turn anything water into wine. Cause he's like just so crazy and so much charisma. He's just got that ability and he just can, man. He's just that good. Even though they've shit on him. But I mean, doc, you and I have talked about him offline. We, we love us some truth, man. Truth is just 
He's hilarious, man. He's just a fucking great. He's he's just a great, great. He's great at what he does, going out there and putting on a show for the people. You give him chicken shit, he's gonna he's gonna turn it into chicken salad. That's a stone cold worker, right? Yeah, yeah I agree. Go get right. polka dots over. Okay, okay, baby. Okay, yeah. Let me see what I can do with that baby. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> We got Cornette, he introduced the Midnight Express, then we watched the Midnight Express defeat Mike Jackson and Alan Martin rather quickly. Stan hit his wiggle as he comes down the ringside because he's giving the ladies what they want, of course. Cornette flapping his gums the whole time. JR tells him he looks like he is pregnant. Uh, JR, JR really is the, the, a great antagonist to Cornette's um, bullshit uh, on the microphone during the matches. Uh, I just wanted to say that. And then they go to a promo, and it, it they don't even get through the whole promo. It's just... It's the very end of it, and it just gets cut short. So I didn't have anything from it, Doc. Did you? No, sir. They, they cut. They cut away. Like they go to the credits. So that all sucks. that said, yeah, they just ran out of time, which that's fine. A lot of but things like, are cut off. You cut off a fucking cornet promo. It shouldn't even be happening at the end. The end should have Fuck. been Ric Flair and, and Sting going off yeah, high. I agree. I think they just ran. We're out too busy of trying to be in debt and sell the promotion to Turner to do do the fucking program right. That's nice. So Doc, now that we said that, again, um let's uh let's rate this thing before we do it. Tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Great way to support this show on an ongoing basis. The show gets a little bit kicked back in return. Use the link, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. You can buy Bobby Blaze's books, you can buy Pin Me Pay Me, you can buy Death of the Territories, tons of wrestling books, but not just that, anything and everything can be purchased on Amazon. So please use the Amazon link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Doc, rate it. What are you giving it? I was struggling with this episode as I was watching it. And just, there's too many ways to look at all the things that you think are going on behind the, behind the scenes and the people coming and going. And it's like, shit, where are we? And a lot of people might find this hard to believe, including you. I really was drawn in by the Sting and Flair deal. And when that shit hit, it automatically jumped up my theory of the episode. And as I'm wont to do from time to time, sitting here chopping it up with the BTT boys makes me raise it up a little bit. I'm going to say A-. minus. Oh, wow. What you giving it, Hopper? Uh, hmm. Uh, mm, I want to say a B minus. Bro, you didn't even watch the whole episode. So, oh well, that's right. <laughs> I got an A. He broke K He watched most of it. <laughs> Dude, leave him alone. God, Doc, Jesus Christ. This shit's an hour and 15 minutes, and he comes in and goes, I didn't see the last hour. Yeah. yeah well, he was gone for most of the part he missed anyway because he had to step away because he was getting a blowjob from that old lady on the meme. God. And then he came back and still got service. Yeah. Um, I'm with him. Uh, I'm going to give it an A-. minus. It, 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 wow. It was, it was better reviewing it with y'all than it was watching it, but the Sting thing was kind of funny and gold all in one so there, there there was a lot of there was a lot of good shit in here that that bumped it as we talked about it more so i'm gonna give it an a i mean you got you got arn and tully you got the varsity club doing their thing you got murdoch being crazy that's true uh the fucking uh 
the, the fucking power lifting deal. That was yes. good too. That yeah. was way better than it had any right to be. Sure was. Doc, who are you giving the the Rolex to? Man, I struggle with this one because I really liked Sullivan's performance because it was just wheels off. I really, really liked Hawk and the promo he cut. <laughs> what? I'm laughing because I'm giving mine to Sullivan because I can't get out of my mind. This has nothing to do with this episode, but the whole monkey getting hung and Sullivan just being the crazy man in this episode. And all I keep playing in my mind is, what do you think they do with monkeys in Malaysia? I just, he's just so you should give me you should give me the Rolex because that's my. Oh, I love Sullivan. He's getting it. Now, who are you giving it to? Man. I'll look for ways to not be predictable, but I just don't know how you cannot give it to Rick for just sprinkling all that yeah. nature boy dust on Sting. Man, when you look at, like, again, ECW and, and Shane Douglas had that bitch about Rick, but Rick is so giving onto so many different people. Yeah. Man, he just, he really is. I mean, I the picture I get here. Is is Rick just you know the interlocking hands with the fingers together? Would you put them down so that somebody could put their foot in there, so that you could give them the step up? That's what he's doing for Sting here. I'm with you. Rick Call gets it. But I, hey, but the but the good news is, in an episode of of JCP in 1988, I like the fact, and it's part of the reason there's an A minus is there's multiple contenders for that Rolex because we didn't even talk about Arn. That's true. Harper, who you got? Uh, I'm going to give it to uh, Flair for the fucking promo he did. Yeah. He giving Sting that real big, you know, a push. I can't. Yeah, I, if that was damn good. Because I was thinking about the uh, the powers of pain for kind of really stepping up and, and not looking like shit and not just staying there like a bunch of assholes. But right. I was like, man, that, I, mean, I mean, Rick came out for the confrontation. Which fucking never happens. Right. So. Yeah, and that elevates Sting when he does that. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Um, Different Rolexes, different ratings, but still a fun show nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Lots of good stuff. It was the weightlifting competition. Rick kind of elevates Sting. Arn caught a good one. We barely even talked about that. But overall... Good episode, really a lot of fun, much better than anything you'll see on Monday or Tuesday night these days, at least in our opinion. And as we say that, before we get out of here, thinking of current wrestling that's good, Wildcat Sports, Wildcat X Rated, twenty second Saturday night, Shamrock Bar and Grill in New Orleans, Louisiana. Be there. Wait, when is, 7 when is PM. this? Give me the give me the date again. The twenty second. June twenty second. Go see one of the I will call them that. Legends of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Tracy Smothers, along with Stevie Richards, along with... uh, Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana and Shane Douglas, all on the card. Hulk Hogan's going to be there. Hulk Hogan, no. It's the unofficial, official BTT meetup. Lots of BTT listeners are going to be there. Not Doc, but Harper and I will be so there you go. June 22nd, 7 p.m., Shamrock. Uh, I would advise anybody who's going, coming in from out of town, if you haven't already got your tickets, get them. Go to wildcatsports.com or Wildcat Sports and Entertainment on Facebook for ticket details. But I would advise 
Um, Harper has told me the park in there is a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah, so, fucking, it's fucking garbage. So you come, might, you come might fucking early, like, like come, come early or Uber. Yeah, can exactly. you really Uber in New Orleans? Yeah, just... fuck the people do that shit all the time. I see them get these cars. I'm like, yeah, you might die, but right. You get that fucking uh, 2005 uh, Impala, you know, just get in the back seat and ride where the wind takes you. Right. <laughs> so, or catch a cab, but I don't know if that's even much better in New Orleans. So, so anyway. But anyway, don't miss it. June 22nd, 7 p.m. Man, cabs in New, cab, I'm taking cabs in New Orleans. That's a scary proposition, sir. Yeah, yeah that's bad, too. Fuck. Bruh. Y'all just putting down my city. Hey, I, I've been to your city as a tourist, which is what drives that economy. Yeah. And, and more than one occasion thought I was going to die in a cab. That's nice, Doc. You didn't think you were going to die. You don't know me. See? All right. So I just wanted to mention that Wildcat Sports, don't miss it. It's We're going to have a good time. So if you're anywhere near the coast, I know I've talked to a lot of the BTT Army. Lots what are you going to do after the show? What's the after well, it's big, party? It's a big get bar, drunk. so Harper, what are we going to do? We're going to get drunk and make out with some broads. Well, I don't know about the make out with broads. Oh, no, we're going to get it's, some... Whoa, bro, whoa, hold on. Rat it's, hunting, dog. Rat hunting? And is Sasha yeah. coming? She, she might. She might. She hasn't... Well, she, well, she could just wait in the car. <laughs> <laughs> he just told a black woman to wait in the car. Whatever, but she could just wait in the car and just Good luck with that. You know, play with a weave or something. Good luck with that suggestion. So there you have it. Harper's trying to get me murdered in my hometown. Bro, she could stay in a hotel, but they got VH one. She could watch all those like those, those, those fucking basketball wives. <laughs> yeah, she could watch basketball wives and the fucking tattoo one and Bro, didn't VH1 just went just like, yeah, we're going black, dog. Buckle up. <laughs> right, didn't they? Why do you need to know. buckle up if you're going black? I don't know. Just like, bro, we got basketball wives. They got one. It's like a tattoo parlor. It's with, it's like a black How tattoo you... parlor. And, and fuck. Because that's How when I you... watched Purple Rain was on. I'm like, fuck Purple Rain. I haven't seen this in fucking forever. I, I watched Purple Rain and it, and that's what it was all the like basketball-wise commercials and I'm like, alright, this is a fucking urban channel now. Urban. Yeah. You've, you've educated me on this. I have no clue what you're talking about but Bruh. maybe I'll find out. And there was so See, many. That's important. that's important to know. It's not an urban channel. It's an urban channel for white people to watch that think they want to be urban. Right. The that's, people that's a, are not, that's a good not way to put it. That. Right. Wow. That's a good okay. way to put it. What are y'all watching? What are you talking about? Well, if white people who want to be black are watching VH1, what are you watching? Me? Black. Blackish. For y'all. I'm, I'm watching television, man. I don't. I don't. I stopped watching BET a long time ago. I don't even know what comes on BET anymore. Yeah, cable's fucking like. 
Yeah, I don't even know what's on that. I mean, it's like MTV used to be the music television. Now I it's mean, like, I don't even know how fucking MTV stays on the air. Right. I mean, they at least had like real world and all that kind of shit. There is nothing. It's the the viewership has to be in a shitter because they're. Their demographic is fucking uh, young people, and and fucking young people don't watch TV, dude. <laughs> no, they right sit now. on the internet Bro, and, they, and they, they watch fucking on... YouTube videos. They had or, a show or, Hulu or Netflix. Six... They had a show called Sixteen and Pregnant. Yeah, that's retarded. That's just fucking. That's, right. the, that's the time when you walk over the master control and pull the plug. <laughs> Because there, yeah. there is, there is nothing positive about being sixteen and fucking pregnant. Look, right? Why, why look, are you glorifying tonight, that shit? Tonight, right. tonight, tonight. I have said I'd like for my heels to talk about blowing their head off and make fun of other families that blow their head off. That's nice, Doc. Come on. I like, I like for my heels to talk about beating women. Wow. In a in a work. <laughs> This 16 and pregnant is a shoot. That's the problem with it. Yeah. Working it. Now I'm offended. And there's some corporate asshole that's like, this is a good idea. Right. And it's like, how could you get fucking advertisers for that shit? (laughs) But wrestling can't get cart, can't get like Chrysler and shit. Right. But they got fucking, uh, they got Domino's and fucking Sprite Zero. You you hear Bischoff all the time, like we couldn't get the real advertisers that we wanted, but sixteen and pregnant is probably over there selling fucking Lexus. Right. Damn, that's true, huh? Wow. That's pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah, that's fucking true. Yeah, that's that's terrible. Because they're advertisers for fucking what that nice. Is, we should stop doing a podcast about wrestling and we should maybe start interviewing 16 year old pregnant girls (laughs) no 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 i'm not okay all right and with that note it's almost time to get out of here so june 22nd wildcat sports wildcat x-rated new orleans louisiana be there and if they're 16 and pregnant they can't come in because it's 21 and over so thank god yeah. Thank God. That's a great rule. Thank you. Hopper, anything else before we get ready to get out of here, though? Let's roll. Doc, you, anything? I just want to say, hey, man, thanks, everybody, for four years. This show is is, is good because of all of us. The Army, the patrons, probably not Mike. But definitely Harper. Harper and I got to know each other through this thing. So, I mean, my best buddy, Harper. Yeah. I mean, here's to four more years. Well, and Doc, I don't want to toot your horn or Harper's horn, but I think as a trio, we're just good. We're the best in the business. Yeah, man. We're just not big now. Simple of excellence. Yeah. So, Doc, what does Orrin say? Toot toot. There you go. So on that note, use the Amazon link, become a patron, come to Wildcat X-Rated June 22nd, and I think we got nothing else. Hopper, hit that tag on him. Book it, bitch.
we get out of here, I want to say thanks to all of the patrons out there and thank you for your generous patronage. We appreciate it. It really does help this show. It helps me with the cost it takes to produce this thing, software I have to buy from time to time, and just all the little miscellaneous things that go along with um, putting out two shows a week. It is a very time-consuming process that Doc and Harper and I embark on each and every week, but we do it because we know you love it, and to be honest, we love it too, so thank you for your patronage. So all the patrons out there, thank you. And if you're not one and want to support this show, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT. Before I get out of here, I do need to thank all the Hall of Fame patrons Brad Dunafin, Brad, if I'm saying that wrong, my apologies. Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Case. <laughs> I say this wrong all the time. Coach Joey Chase, aka Willie Chase, Steve Mall, Laron Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott at GA Russellnut, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller at Half Pints Point. Keep cutting those promos, kid. Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Super Duper Hall of Famer, Mike Childry, Super Duper Hall of Famer. Uh, Kyle Riley, Super Duper Hall of Famer, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie. I see you out there, Mark. Thank you for all your your patronage. Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, The Great John Dean, at YRC21, Josh Dunn, Ryan in Auburn, Good Old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider91US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich at Spy Boy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller 39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman822, Marty Howell, T Hog 94, and God Bold Unreal. Thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons. We appreciate it. And then lastly, check out the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast with friends of mine, Mike Pru and JV. They have a podcast series where they are breaking down the WWE career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month on a weekly basis. New episodes are released every single Wednesday morning. They are available on most platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, and Google Play. You can find them on Twitter at BottomLineCast. And also, remember, at the $5 tier now, you get the ECW Extreme Livecast with Mike and JV as well. So check that out and another benefit to becoming a patron at the $5 tier or above. So thank you very much, everyone. We appreciate your patronage. You guys are the best, and we keep rocking and rolling. We are, um, by the time you hear this, we're at four years of BTT. So thank you, no matter how long you've been along for that ride on those four years. So that's all I got from Mike, Doc, and Hopper. You know what Hopper always says when we get out of here. Book it, bitch. <laughs>